Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Podcast. I'm eating crackers. I'm Peter. <laughs> I'm Frank, I guess. That was a good enough intro as always. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still Corey. Still. There you go. <clears throat> Little Tanner version, but still. Yeah, Corey got fancy. He gets to spend the weekend at a ritzy lake house. Well, I, I mean, it was a cabin. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the ritzy. There were ritzy lake houses on this miniature lake, but. But you spent the day in what an outhouse? Oh yeah, no. Uh-uh. Okay then. I mean, it was, it's a nice, it was a nice cabin. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Good times. We may even have picked up more listeners. Oh, speaking oh. of listeners, I went to Chinese pick up Chinese food here in town, mm-hmm. and I was wearing the Humid X podcast. The girl behind the counter was asking me all kinds of questions. Said she was going to download it. Sweet. She actually pulled her phone out right wow. there. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> I couldn't blame anybody for not pulling their phone out right there. The connection I, was really spotty. <laughs> I did nothing to increase our listenership. So. <laughs> Sorry. Without your talent, Frank, we would be nothing. <laughs> and he makes a face. Can't even take a compliment. <laughs> I'm the official dog warmer of the <laughs> podcast. Paco uh, appreciates it. He'd appreciate a cracker right now too, because he's just staring at. Oh, nope, he's he's getting back in position of comfort now. He's decided that the cracker was not happening. Crackers are boring. So I'd like to start this week's news with Star Wars Visions. We got a little head look at um, Star Wars Visions now. None of this stuff is going to be canonical, as far as we know at this point. These are going to be ten short films, short episodes, done by Japanese anime artists using traditional Japanese anime store or traditional Japanese stories, and then set in the Star Wars universe. Some of the stuff looks pretty cool. Some of it not so much. We're getting the duel, Lopin Ocho, Tatooine Rhapsody. The Twins, The Elder, The Village Bride, Akari, uh, Akakakari, I don't know, <laughs> T.O.B. 1, and The Ninth Jedi. So nine episodes, so unless there's a tenth that we don't know about, or they haven't announced it yet. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how this goes. The Visions is set to premiere on September 22nd when they announced all the Star Wars stuff. This was the one that we had the least information about. Right. So. It's one of those, like, uh, I watch it just like I watched the, uh, the TIE Fighter animated short film. The guy's a TIE Fighter pilot. Okay. Uh, done real anime style. I think it's the Battle of Yavin. Huh. That's mm-hmm. kind of neat. Yeah. And I think they made another announcement that. I think it was Rogue Squadron is all written now. Yep. That's what I was oh, about to... okay. Yep. 
Patty Jenkins got in front of the cameras and said that it's been six months since the announcement. We're pretty deep into it. Um, the script is right written. They are going through and doing final like uh, sub stories, B and C stories, and stuff like that. But the the main script is done. Now it's just going to be about fine tweaking stuff. But I mean, Disney has brought on a lot of I want to say additional support for this movie more <laughs> than they've done for all the other movies. Cat wranglers, I believe, was the term. <laughs> If Disney has faith that Patty Jenkins is going to be producing a good movie, they're not showing that to the public. Hmm. The perception is right now that they have very little faith in her, and she's really just going to be a name on a credit. Yeah. They've actually brought on other producers as executive producers and Hmm. other directors as executive producers to this film at this point. I mean, they're tallying up the cost of this movie just in production names not even on cast yet yeah so we'll see i guess i hope it's got cheetah in it (laughs) (laughs) so it might not have cheetah but i think they're bringing back steve trevor oh in somebody else's body yes yes in wedge's body (laughs) (laughs) so in star trek news Star Trek, Picard is getting a book that's going to gap seasons 1 and 2 in 2022. So we'll see that early next year. Two words, he's dead. Yes. (laughs) But Q's going to bring him back in a younger body, because that's that's what I had mentioned last week. I had Picard recasting or something on my notes and never quite... uh, remember what it was but that's one of the rumors too but I I honestly think the fangirls I mean the fans would protest if the card was brought back as a different person and let's be clear here there are no female fans of this that's true That's not true. We saw one at the comic book oh, convention. Oh, that's right. We, did. we made fun we of We saw her at the comic book <laughs> convention. Um, well, there's Eric and Merez. Yeah, so Star Wars the animated series is absolutely canon. Star Trek. Yeah, that's the one. Star Trek. I said Star Wars didn't. The one with the wizards. Yeah, I'm tired. I, and I Gandalf. Gandalf. And Cheetah. <laughs> and Cheetah. Cheetah. Yes. <laughs> um, so and Green Spock. He was sick that day. <laughs> He's always green. Spock's not green. Adjust your green. TV green blooded. Man. Green oh. blooded. I'm sorry. Oh, so this is just a picture of him covered in His blood. His blood attracts copper, not iron. Oh, it's copper based. Anyway, you were saying. Uh, it's absolutely canon. That's it. I oh, thought they say. had decided on that at one point. Mm, Paramount has decided that it's canon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, all of Star Trek, the animated series, is now streaming on Paramount+. And they have confirmed that it is canon, as well as made an announcement that some of the characters that were exclusive to the animated series will be joining the ranks of upcoming shows. Gee, which two could that be? <laughs> Cheetah. Cheetah. Cheetah, Eric's, and Mares, yeah. Um, you know, even with the horrible cartoon production values of that show... It was still a good show. The stories were great. The stories, yes. They just 
they used what they could for animation and just went with it. You know, yeah. it's when you don't have to use rubber suits and filming at the quarry, you know, you can really just let your writers go. But they do have to run down the same hallway every episode. Well, yes. They did reuse a lot of animation cells. Oh, yeah. It was, like I said, it was the production values of the time, you know. Saved the money and, you know, they you know, probably had the orchestra record, you know, about a half hour of music cues and they used them for the entire series, you yeah. know. And <clears throat> that same running in the background in shadow. I just loved that with the trees in the foreground. <laughs> I closed the article already because, you know, that's generally what I do so I can keep track of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the article, it actually stated that the cost of having Leonard Nimoy and uh, James... Oh, Bill God. Shatner. Yeah, Shatner. Sorry. Bill. I was going to say James... James Kirk. T. Kirk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they actually cost more than the animation did. Just that having them as voice me. actors... But you don't have to pay Korean children very much. No. <laughs> this was before Korean children did animation. Ooh. This was Hanna-Barbera style animation. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, it's straight up sell on sell. Yeah. It's a shame for it, but mm. what are you going to do, right? Um. So, early reviews for Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson are in. Apparently, they take the MCU characters that have active MCU roles and give them pre-screenings of movies in case they're asked questions about the upcoming movie during press announcements. I didn't know this. Hmm. Um, it's so that they can understand what's going on in the films, that they can all make sure that they've all seen the films, etc. So they're all basically required to do it. Well, there's one guy, Steven Dorff, who's going to be in Blade. And was in Blade. Uh absolutely spouted off about Black Widow. I've seen reviews saying that the film is coming far too late for it to have any actual relevance in the MCU. That it's almost like watching somebody play a video game. Uh, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing good reviews, but at the same time it's MCU. Right. So... Yeah, what are they expecting? Shakespeare? Yeah, it's not... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not a reviewer's movie. Right. This is popcorn fodder. This is turn your brain off, watch the movie, enjoy yourself. Like, we look at MCU movies as an experience just like we would a Star Wars movie. Right. It's not about that singular movie. It's about how it plays into everything else. And then you get those pieces <coughs> that plug into the overall puzzle. Right. And then you get an end of movie that's just a bot punching somebody in the face. Right. That's what we go to the theater for. That's what we buy comics for. But this one may not actually be a puzzle piece. Yeah, we might lose the puzzle piece part of it. But they do introduce new characters to the universe, so mm -hmm. how relevant are those characters going to be going forward? We know we're getting Red Guardian, we know we're getting Yelena Baloff, I think that's her name. Yeah. Bellanova. Yeah, Bellanova. I apologize. And Taskmaster. Um, oh, to backtrack for a second, um, Shatner had some comments about uh, Leonard Nimoy's role in the Abrams movies. Yeah. He called them gratuitous. Um, they just wanted to put a Spock in there, and I didn't admire that, he said. Um, 
this sounds like sour grapes because they used Leonard Nimoy instead of him. Yeah. But I don't uh, know. It was pretty central to the first yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't gratuitous at all. <laughs> and you know, it wasn't like it, like you said, it was central to that. I mean, the other mm-hmm. ones they had a little bit because Leonard had died by that point, I think, by the second one. Yeah. So, I mean, and the third one, did the third one have the cameo picture of the the entire cast or is that the second one? I that forget which one it was. One. Okay. But, you know, he, Spock got some, new Spock got some uh, of old Spock's possessions and one was a, a box with a picture of the bridge crew from... I think it might have been in Star Trek Two when the hmm. but that that picture. You know, and that he was gonna quit Starfleet to um help repopulate the Vulcan race basically to join his people, and I think something about this made him reconsider to stay in. But, you know, yeah, it wasn't really gratuitous in the first one. Yeah, it was it was pretty central to everything. I wonder how <laughs> if this is gonna be how Tuvok is born. <laughs> Well, isn't the Abrams Star Trek movies like parallel universe stuff? Yeah. So, but I mean, he came into that parallel universe, yeah. so, yeah. So, who knows, but yeah, sour grapes on the part of the shat. At least in my opinion. Don't shat the nerve. He'll probably be in the fourth one if they make a fourth one. That's probably what he's... He Well, there's rumors about that, too, you know, and it's like, seriously, he's 900 years old at this point. And he has a broken arm. But he has a new record coming out mm. with Brad Paisley and Joe Jonas. I'll be sure not to buy that. Anyhow. <clears throat> no. So, this is more dramatic than anything else. Dun, dun, dun. But Robert Downey Jr. unfollowed every single co-actor from the MCU universe on insert social media here. Hmm. Well, from what I kind of understood about that, his social media is more going towards the business end of things right now. Right. So he basically got rid of all the personal stuff. He, uh... He's a director now. Like, he doesn't have any current movies that he's slated for as far as acting is concerned. No, and as far as that goes, uh, Sweet Tooth, I've watched more of the series now. Excellent series. Uh, Tammy and I are up to episode five of it. <clears throat> and the first episode, coming out of the first episode, you really wonder whether you're going to watch any more of it. It leaves you with a lot of questions, but it was, right. it was an hour of character building. Yeah. But it makes sense because you grow attached to the character. Right. Now you're on the journey with them and... But can I ask a question? Mm. Do you find him more or less annoying than um, Ezra? Ezra. Bridger? No. <laughs> than we Omega. know the answer to that. <laughs> than Omega. Oh, oh. I'm going to say less. I disagree heavily. <laughs> he is incapable of taking care of himself. This is true. <laughs> um, his stuffed animal has become a liability. Yes. On several occasions now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, as well as his namesake, his sweet tooth, also got him in trouble. Omega. You have to say it like that. Um, this is more of a pop culture thing, but uh, we know that not uh, long... We don't do pop culture here. Yeah. 
We know that. You have not, to have culture. Not very long ago, a sealed 10 grade copy of Super Mario Brothers, the original one, sold for uh, $660,000 at auction. That's nutty. Yes. So Who that's playing video games has that amount of time to amass that amount of money? <laughs> so there is a first-line production, sealed, <coughs> grade 10 copy of the original Legend of Zelda, silver cart. Okay, why not the gold? Gold cart was second and third production. Fourth oh. production was gray cart. Really? Yes. That has... Uh, at the time that it was put on auction, it had five. At the time of the writing of this article, through Heritage Auction, it had reached one hundred and ten thousand dollars with five days still left on the auction. Wow! Yeah, you know you're still going to have to blow on it for it to work. This is projected to break one point five million dollars. Wow. A leaked version of Monopoly Animal Crossing has, well, been leaked. It features a Monopoly board uh, based around island living life. And your character tokens are amiibo-style villagers. And your currency is butterflies and fish. And bells. And it all gets paid to Tom Nook. Yes. <laughs> So, it's a slightly different take. Um, Hasbro has been known lately to do gamer-verse, quote-unquote, versions of Monopolies. And this is projected to be one of those gamer-verse-style Monopolies. <coughs> but it has apparently reached some Walmarts and will continue rolling out. Hmm. And Nintendo has added the producer of the Despicable Me movies to its board of directors to help make movies. Um, this partners Nintendo and Illumination Studios on a heavier way. Bad drink of beer. Ooh. <laughs> it has gained a black licorice flavor now. I warned you. Yeah, but uh, mint milkshake IPA. Not a good idea. Yeah. We saw an article earlier, people were asking what you're doing with your leftover garbage beer, which was this New Trails Leprechaun. <laughs> I thought in homage of that, I would drink one tonight. Bad idea. Regrets? Hmm. <laughs> I actually bought a couple cans of stuff when I was up in State College the other day. Wow! Yes. Hey. Mostly like peach flavored ones and stuff like that, but... Berry type things. No, the peach festival bad. was this weekend, so good timing for that. Yeah, I didn't know they made a peach beer. I look at Tammy because she's the resident yes beer drinker. <laughs> and for those of you playing at home, we are on a solo Tammy tonight. We only have one. Right. So tune in next week for two twice the Tammy. Uh, so, or if Frank ever gets on the ball here, yeah. So the uh, the the announcement was made during the Nintendo shareholder meeting. It was the eighty first eighty first annual shareholder meeting of Nintendo. Um, some really funny things happened during this shareholder Sorry. meeting. 
they were asked, when are you making a new Switch? And their answer was, we're always developing new hardware. And then they were asked, when are you going to make new retro consoles? And their answer was, we're always developing new hardware. They wouldn't <laughs> even tell their shareholders what their plans were wow. for upcoming stuff. They said, what are your projections for the 2022 and 2023 uh, first party releases? Their answer was, we're always developing new software. <laughs> <laughs> Our aim is global domination. (laughs) They just, every time they were asked a question, every question across the board, they just hit the FU button. (laughs) Nice. And their stocks went up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess really, if you can give the finger to your uh, shareholders, then, hey, you must be making the money. Mm -hmm. Japanese just do things different, I guess. But that's all I have in the news. Does anybody else have anything? i got a couple of quick things. Uh, Powerpuff star Dove Cameron says the live-action Powerpuff movie reboot is reshooting its pilot to change things tonally and to get it right. So, I, I assume they're... Scrap. Yeah, they're probably, uh, you know, getting rid of a lot of the... I would say sexual innuendo, I'm going to guess. That didn't go over very well oh, with the leak. So I, I think all of a sudden it's going to be a lot more relevant to the cartoon. Tonal. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and Cartoon Network trademark filings could hint at a new Adventure Time and Powerpuff Girls series. Um, they trademarked uh, two new projects, Powerpuff World and Adventure Time Fiona and Cake. It's unclear whether these are new series meant to air on Cartoon Network or some kind of other multimedia project or both. But, uh, yeah, those are two lawyer-like things that have to show up that give lots of speculation. Well, Fiona and Cake was a really good sub-spin-off inside Adventure Time. And it's own own universe, essentially. Mm -hmm. It had its own comic book series. I did not know that. Yeah, I have all the Adventure Time comics if you're ever interested. Cool. They're actually really good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other news that I might have read and just not written down, but not at the moment. <coughs> so, bragging? The bragging. Uh, this bragging brought to you by Peter. Or brought to me by Peter, actually. Uh, Peter picked up the six-arm Spider-Man Walgreens exclusive pop for me. Uh, Thank you very much, by the way. It was on Amazon Prime sale. Ooh, nice. Couldn't let him miss out on something. But very cool. Um, This is from the series when uh, his mutation was mutating, trying to find a cure for... Kurt Connors, he ended up with six arms. It was like the mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, from Target, uh, the art series Spider-Man. A uh, silver chrome Spider-Man with red and blue Spider-Man emblems covering him. Uh, Number 35 of the art series. Shipped in a hard container. Hmm. Cool. 
I just want to thank Frank again for uh, <laughs> this awesome Chase vision from the 50s. It's still very cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it last week when Frank gave it to me, but it's very cool. And my tires are still good right now. <laughs> um, we, we had a little bit of a, uh, oh, I don't know, milestone with them yesterday. The tire pressure on all four tires was the same. Wow. <laughs> that never okay. happened before. One of them was about four PSI higher than all the rest, and none of them ever matched. <laughs> I kind of fixed that. When you're driving down, it's like at 45, 46. I'm thinking, that seems awfully high. <laughs> Yours tells you the pressure on your dash? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's right on his, his... That's how I know to panic. Center to oh. See, I have to get out the uh, pressure gauge before I know to panic. Well, that's hard to do when you're driving down the highway. Yeah. yeah. You got to be really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see Corey down the road with his tire. It's really hard running alongside the car at 60 miles an hour. Yes. <laughs> 60, hell. He's doing 70. Speed Ooh. limit on 80 to 70. Hey, we have some other news, too. I forgot about that. Richard Donner passed away. Uh, Superman, Lethal Weapon, Goonies director. He was 91. I think that just happened this afternoon. I remember seeing that. Uh, in Funko news, Funko announced their <coughs> Suicide Squad setup. King and Shark is a shark. King Shark is a shark is in the running for cutest pop ever. No, the chase is bloody. Uh, the variant is bloody. Oh. Yeah, he's going to have a... Yeah. Is it Entertainment Earth? I'm not sure. I think Bloodsport has the, the chase figure. One with the helmet, one without. Uh, the without helmet is a Funko Shop exclusive. Okay. Yeah, there it is. <coughs> Funko Shop exclusive. Then there's a Target exclusive Harley and an Amazon exclusive Harley. And then the regular common Harley. They're really pushing Harley. Are they going to show the mystery minis? Of course not. <laughs> and then they also announced the wave of mystery minis, which is cute and adorable and everything else. Oh, here's something interesting. Black Panther 2 plot details uncover Wakanda and Atlantis's secret history. There. So, there's Weasel <laughs> with his little derpy eyes. <coughs> right here. And then here's King Shark with a foot hanging out of his mouth. Nice. On a big old belly. <laughs> and then, uh, Rat catcher i think his name is yeah has a lot of adorable little rats okay sorry uh details were made available by production weekly describing the intertwined history between wakanda and the lost city of atlantis both civilizations that separated themselves from the outside world as a way to protect their respective ways of life uh hidden civilizations advanced technology increased military abilities it's size of so we're looking at what could be the introduction of Namor. Well, that has definitely been the rumor for Wakanda for um, yeah, Wakanda Forever, uh, Black Panther two, um, uh, and yet their fears escalate even further when these two once hidden nations clash with each other. Wakanda and Atlantis have a shockingly intertwined history, 
Wakanda is the only country in the world with access to vibranium. However, rumors of its power spread throughout the world, and Namor's human father was sent searching for this rare material in Antarctica. The rat <coughs> catcher has a bobblehead, and his little rat Sebastian also has a bobblehead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rumor has it that Tenoch Huerta... I'm not familiar with the actor, has been cast in the role of Namor. Rumor also stated that the film would include Namor's fellow Atlanteans, Nimora and Atuma. Take that as what you will. Namor will be interesting, but that just opens the door again for more Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know we're getting Fantastic Four. We just need to get some information on it at this point. Yeah. The fans are getting rabid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rabid fans, uh, Good Omens 2 is in production at Netflix. Yeah. How do you... uh, No, Amazon. Or Amazon, yes. Amazon. How can you make a second one? There's no story. Did you see what his response was on Twitter? It's all a story, basically. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny how I made the first story when I wrote the book. It's almost as if you could just make up stuff. No. Hello? How would you do that? Tell this guy his kid's got bad taste in pops. Is that the one that took they... my boy Funko hunting today, and he's got powdered donuts, uh, Hunter and Crosshair from Bad Batch. I saw that the Kool Aid. He's Kool-Aid got Kool Aid packet, and um, Joe, what's his name from Aerosmith? Joe Perry. Joe Perry. Yeah. Well, I made. The, I'm looking at that picture. The powdered donut one looked interesting. <laughs> <laughs> But I really don't need a powdered donut pop, you know. No. I'd rather have the powdered <laughs> donuts. Have powder donuts. Yeah, yeah. And people, you know, they were all. You've used all the material from the first book, and it's like, um, they had actually planned on a sequel. Um, the story was they were at a convention, and this was right before Discworld took off for Terry Pratchett, and right before Sandman took off for Gaiman. So they basically they were sharing a room at this convention and uh, Neil Gaiman was you know basically at the bar with people for a good portion of the evening and when he was very quiet trying to get back in the room and you know Terry says you know about time you got home your mother and I were worried sick over you (laughs) and what they did was since neither of them could really sleep they basically plotted out the sequel to Good Omens and so, you know, people are all upset that, you know, they're, they're, they can't do this without Terry. Well, Terry was involved in, they actually had a plot for the second book, but they just both hit the their strides. the strides of being famous with other things and never got around to getting together to do it. So, um, yeah, it should be rather interesting to, to see. Um so far, all we know of the plot is uh, an angel with amnesia is wandering Soho looking for a bookstore. <laughs> so we don't know whether it's one of the two. Well, Angel obviously would have been Xerophale, but we don't know whether it's him with amnesia or if it's just another angel who's earthbound and doesn't know where he is. Huh. Uh, filming in Scotland is starting, starting up, and we'll be filming for a couple of months. And... Have you seen Good Omens? Did you Not see? yet. It's on my watch list. Now. Okay. Did you want me to bring the DVD for you, the Blu-ray? I have Amazon Prime. Okay. I didn't think you did. Okay. Yeah, I just I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Would you, you can always get 
Amazon Prime for 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I thought the first one was great. A um, couple of aspects of the book they had to take out, but, you know, didn't really hurt it. Right. And like he said, um, a lot of the stuff with the angels was basically taken from the second book. I think the introduction of them, so... Okay. You know, it's... It will be fun. I just... I like how his response to everybody being trolls is yeah. him trolling them back. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and, well, while Peter was taking a phone call, which you may not know, because we'll probably skip that part. Yep, it'll be cut. <laughs> um, She-Hulk is rumored to feature the Marvel debut of the Wrecking Crew. Oh, nice. Huh. So, that'll be a bunch of interesting villains. Uh, that has absorption bad in it, doesn't it? Yeah, the Wrecker. Um, <laughs> wow, great name for the Wrecking yeah. Crew. Um, uh, Wrecker, Thunderball, Bulldozer, Pile Driver. Uh, granted their powers after becoming enchanted with this guardian magic. Which Asgard blew up, so that magic's just floating around in the air now. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Unless there is a uh, particular magic Asgardian still running around. Well, it was the Enchantress, I think. I'm trying to think if this was yeah. actually for the Avengers. Yeah, she gave them. Huh. That they How first fought. How could Marvel possibly introduce the Enchantress right now? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. If only there were some... Female character and a show about Asgardian yeah. people. Some variant magic user. You know, that is one thing, though, I have not seen people speculating about. Because everyone's kind of convinced she's a Loki. But yeah, she could be the Enchantress. I, I've been saying for two yep, weeks right. now she's the Enchantress. Yep. And uh, Loki even used the word... Enchantress. Enchant yeah. Yeah. So... Wow. Spoilers ahead, folks. But, speaking uh, of which... TikTok debates whether Nightwing or Green Lantern's butt is better. Okay. Um, I think it's Captain America wins that. That's America's ass. <laughs> I don't know if Nicola Scott's drawing Nightwing. I think she's got the the butt covered for that she she likes butt shots of nightwing very much <laughs> she got that detail in the pen stroke mm -hmm. <laughs> and i am assuming nicola is female at this point because i said she i'm not really sure actually so. uh, are you sure it's not nicholas no i know it's nicola <laughs> you know the first name nicola nicola scott i believe there okay. she is <laughs> Definitely female from Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Okay. Good day. Good day. Is that better? Good day. Apparently, and, her favorite and, hero is Wonder Woman. And the picture, the last picture on the bottom, is that the Nightwings that she drew? Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> they've she's got a butt shot. They've done ones of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in all the different costumes that are so cool. There it is. But yeah, those are so cool. To, but only Nightwing those. has the butt shot. The butt shot, shot yeah. <laughs> or Dick Grayson, I guess, in all his costumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's Robins there. and Was that really the first Nightwing costume? Yes. Was yeah. that the 70s or uh, what? The 80s, yeah, the flared collar. <laughs> uh, that was debuted in, debuted in Judas Contract, I believe. So 
Yeah. Uh, that's the Frank Miller, isn't it? Frank Miller Batman? Could be. I'm almost positive that's the Frank Miller. But yeah, those are amazing, amazing pieces of artwork oh, with all that. she didn't do the Wonder Woman where she's wearing the uh, <laughs> pants and jacket. No, the uh, I'm depowered, so now I'm the Justice League secretary. Or was this, this was Diana yeah, Prince was, the spy. No, she was uh, still Wonder Woman, but uh, she was wearing a jacket and pants. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's no blue Superman. There is not. I think that's pretty much the classic costumes and their yeah. variations. But, yeah, just, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, interesting aside with that stuff. <laughs> First comment, Nightwing night butt shot made me laugh. <laughs> oh, she did uh, the lanterns, too. Okay, I, I never saw that one. That's cool. She's an impressive artist. I like how Alan Scott is front and center in that one, the Golden Age. That's nice. Well, that's more of a, all the Green Lanterns as opposed to a single one with the costumes. Well, that costume. There's two Hal's. That's a Hal and that's a Hal, isn't it? No, that's a Kyle. Oh, that's a Rainer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was his original costume. They made, they paid homage to that when uh, Kyle, or uh, Hal became White Lantern, didn't they? Like, his suit was hmm. similar to that, I believe. I could be wrong. But that suit looks so familiar for some reason. That's all the news tidbits I have. I was just... Oh, okay. That was New 52, wasn't it, though? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I just Wonder Woman picture costume. Wonder Woman. Oh. No, I guess I was totally wrong. No, he's doing the parallax thing. Yeah. Yeah, see, it was offset on his chest. Hmm. I don't know why all these figures have it in the center, because I remember it being on his left side. Because that was darkest... Night and brightest day. Uh, Blackest night. Yeah. Because all the superheroes got rings. Because uh, Batman, I think Batman became a blue lantern. Yeah, some of his hope. There he and... is as a white lantern. Yeah. But uh, Superman became a... Was it yellow? I'm not sure. I thought Superman was whatever color hope was. Hope is... I thought that was Hope blue. 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 But blue is also the healers. This could be a podcast in itself if we yeah. were ever interested. So yeah. Remind us, listeners. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> sideboard that, and one day we'll just have a podcast about the Blackest Night, because that was an interesting-ass story. And the uh, rainbow of lanterns. Um. So, spoilers ahead. Uh, shall we talk about Loki first? Because that was a hot commodity this week. <laughs> Sure. Or should we spend 30 seconds talking about what happened? And <laughs> so, so um, Sif's got a good punch and a groin kick. Right. A groin knee, I guess. <coughs> Loki thought he could solve the puzzle by, I guess, admitting to her that he cut her hair and the shame he felt and why he did it, but that just resulted in another uh, punch and groin kick. Well, eventually it worked. She helped him up and just yeah. told him off as opposed to violently. Right. Uh, well, I enjoyed the uh, uh, the Crocoloki at the end. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Loki and Mobius get 
moochied. But Luke didn't do it. Luke killed Loki. <laughs> so, <coughs> we now officially know that, air quotes inserted here, pruning is not death. They're being removed from the main timeline. From the, the sacred, sacred timeline. Time. Yes. And they're being placed into another timeline, essentially. So nobody who's ever been pruned is dead. Right. They're just making more and more and more multiverses. And then, essentially, you would have a jail multiverse, and that's where all the right. people who are quote-unquote pruned go. I was really ticked off when Mobius and Loki died. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The Mobius one really kind of shocked, shocked value. me. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, too... This probably isn't the first time. His name is Mobius, which yeah. implies the Mobius strip, which is just a loop that just keeps repeating on itself. So he's probably been pruned numerous times, and he's made all those water stains on her table. Right. Yeah. That they mentioned. but uh, Mobius and Mobius. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so it's going to be interesting that... Uh, We've got a council of uh, the time trio there who are robots. Right. Um, so who is behind the council? We still don't know that. You know, rumor is still it's Kang. Um, did Ravona know the whole time? Probably. I think she's instrumental in keeping the lie. Right. Of the the timekeepers. Ravona got stabbed. Shanky, shanky. Yeah. But uh, there was Mobius kind of rejecting the truth, you mm -hmm. know. And so did B fifteen. But she, uh, you know, she embraced it. Then she understood after the Loki variant, aka the Enchantress, <laughs> showed her her memories. So fun fact: Mobius, as in the comics. The few times he's been seen was Fantastic Four. He's a Fantastic Four character. That must have been after I stopped collecting. Because I do not remember that character at all. And I've pretty much had every Fantastic Four comic from 1976. Well, and most a lot of them before that. Uh, for a couple of years that I had eventually gotten. Through... 1991. Somewhere I... First was, appearance was 1994, Fantastic Four number 353. I would have had that. I guess it wasn't that memorable. And if I go looking at it and seeing what condition it's in, it's probably up in price now. <laughs> mm. Like every other comic that's related to any of these series. Is... <laughs> it's the Googles! The Googles! Tell us, oh wise Googles. But Mobius's picture is in the UPC code box. So that was direct sale. About $60. <coughs> and it's all being listed as TVA Disney Plus. May have to go looking, digging. Uh. Two bids at ten fifty. <whistles> Grade 9.8, $550. Oh, they're nowhere near that. No, my older stuff in the long boxes. Four ninety five there. <laughs> grade eight or grade seven if they're lucky. <clears throat> you read your stuff too. Yeah. Most of these people don't read. Yeah. They just buy a comic bag and board it and 
Yeah. A lot of my stuff is bagged, but I bagged basically five comics to a bag because I put the Silver Age stuff in Golden Age bags where the bags are big enough to do that. Right. So. I bag and board. Sometimes I'll put a board between two comics, but I generally do one bag, mm-hmm. one comic to one bag, one board. Anyway, so death and destruction and sadness was had by all. Yes. And we get another Young Avenger <coughs> member. Yep. And right. a possible introduction to the Hamverse. The uh, cartoon, the Animalverse, the yeah. Marvel Tales, including uh, Spider-Ham, Captain America. Well, I cannot Croft imagine. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot imagine that not being an episode of What If. And though. Kangaroo. Yes, <laughs> Kangaroo, yes. But uh, that would be the perfect format for the What If stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we also see somebody dressed in the uh, classic Loki Halloween costume. Yeah, that's... The Golden Age Loki. Yeah. That, I'm, I can't think of who he was, but, you know, because they had the special credits after the scene. Right. But he's like a major actor. Uh, they listed him as King Loki. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the next episode... And a Thor. A Thor that had uh, mechanical parts for his hammer. The handle was a wrench. You know, I did not look at that that closely. That's interesting. <clears throat> but we have the Stark slash Avengers Tower in the background uh, kind of messed up, as was most of New York at that point. It was a very good cliffhanger. Classic Loki. Classic Loki, Kid Loki, and boastful Yoki. Loki. So I assume so, that's not a Thor then. That is not a Thor. Because why would they introduce a Thor? Yeah. Boastful Loki. He's got a hammer. He does. He probably stole it from his brother. But he is a Loki <laughs> variant. And so is Crocoloki, but Loki dial, I guess. I don't know. But the there. classic age Golden Age Loki is getting a lot of cool attention. And one thing I forgot to mention last week when I was doing my Kang thing, I forgot Iron Lad. He founded the Young Avengers. Oh. Was a young, young Kang. I didn't know that. Yes. I will research the reasons of why. Or I can just look it up now. (laughs) Can Gator Loki perform magic? Can Gator Loki speak? Does Gator Loki come from a line of Asgardian alligators? Who forged the mighty helmet that he wears? Please tell me there's an Asgardian alligator blacksmith. Is Gator <laughs> Loki actually Kid Loki's pet? <clears throat> if Lokis are likely adopted, as both are Loki variants and Sylvie are, then Gator Loki was adopted too. Is he part frost giant? Frost Gator? Question mark? <laughs> Does Gator Loki have anything to do with that time when Loki turned Thor into a frog? No. <laughs> because that was not... There was no Loki Gator in that arc. What kind of mischief can Gator Loki get into? Does Gator Loki do the Loki thing where he raises his arms? Because I think... The, I I want to see... I think I want to see that more than Owen Wilson's Mobius riding a jet ski. Is watching <laughs> this alligator lift up his little alligator arms in an arrogant yet regal fashion. <laughs> Is there a chance that Gator Loki is really nothing more than an alligator wearing a mini Loki helmet? It's certainly possible. (laughs) 
Okay, and now my Wikipedia <laughs> on Kid Loki or Kid, Kid Loki, Iron Lad. Uh, 16-year-old Nathaniel Nate Richards is rescued by his time-traveling adult self, the villainous Kang the Conqueror, moments before bullies would cause him to be hospitalized for years of his life from a knife attack, an event that originally shaped his development into a villain. Kang takes his teenage self to, through time to witness the future battles and glory that would result in his transformation into Kang the Conqueror, hoping to inspire his younger self. However, it backfires and Nate is horrified at the life of, his e life of evil his future self shows him. Kang presses Nate to accept his future by killing the bully who would have hospitalized him. Instead, Nate takes the time travel technology given to him by Kang and transports himself to the past, hoping to avoid his sinister destiny. He seeks the Avengers for assistance, but finds the Avengers disbanded. Seeking answers, he downloads the remains of the destroyed Vision's operating system into his armor. This reveals a fail-safe plan created by the android to reform the Avengers should they disband, disband or fall... <laughs> Or fail in action by locating the next generation of Avengers, all whom have some ties to the original team. Using this plan, Nate assembles his new team, the Young Avengers, with the sole purpose of defeating his future self and reshaping his own future. He models his armor after the Avengers' Iron Man, calling himself Iron Lad. He forms a brief romantic relationship with his fellow Young Avenger teammate, Stature. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Basically, Young Kang forms the Young, young Avengers. <clears throat> I think we can all agree that um, Loki alligator is going to be the most popular thing coming out of Loki. <laughs> it's going to be the new baby Yoda. <laughs> they needed a baby Loki. Um, and then the Bad Batch. Um, it was okay. We know that she's really good at games, and we know she's really smart. They further right. Yeah, that was that was basically the Her entire strategy. reason for the episode. Yeah, was to separate them without them rescuing her and finding out that, you know, well, she just paid off their entire debt to uh, Carla. So. Yeah. The episode was good. Someday like, we'll learn her name. Sid. Yeah. Sid. <laughs> okay. um, I like Carla better. Yeah. The episode was good. Like, the Bad Batch did Bad Batch things. Mm -hmm. I liked the robot and the whole little joke storyline with the Vaz and the guy takes the vase and says, "I hated this whole thing, this yeah. whole time anyway." Like, smashes it on a clone trooper, anyhow. But it didn't further the story. No. no, all it did was put the clones in a situation where they had to basically break their programming to help a separatist. <coughs> it right. basically told them, "The war is over. You're fighting a new fight now. Yeah. Move on." It was kind of a reset from. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a break from the kidnapping and everything like that. So. Yeah. And there wasn't any in this one. Omega. Oh, <laughs> can we go get some snacks, Ricka? <laughs> they did have those snacks. Speaking of snacks, beginning. I've been looking at this for the entire time. So, what's in our mouth and what's in the box? What's in the box? We're doing a throwback this week. We're going back to the the Secret Wars Micro Bobbles. These were... Thank you. Do I have to give one to Corey? Terrible, <laughs> terrible uh, figures. <laughs> and for what's in our mouth, we have fruit cereal uh, enhanced and flavored Kit Kat bars. Mm. It's fruity cereal. It's either Fruit Loops. It looks like Fruit Loops because it doesn't look like Fruity Pebbles on the package. 
to open, you're supposed to lift flap and tear it in. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely has the fruity smell. Not it bad. Does. It seems it, like it a, tastes. It tastes like fruity pebbles. It looks like a like a strawberry. <laughs> I think the Spider-Man has Down syndrome. Uh, <laughs> I have them already. We've got that one. Oops, that was not intended. <laughs> Corey's being abused by a hobgoblin. The hobgoblin. Ned. Ned leads. I've got a Down syndrome Spider-Man. <laughs> Is it a black suit down syndrome of Spider-Man? No. But Corey could repaint it. I have the black suit already, too. Oh, that's right. There is one with the black suit. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and there you go. If I have the Hobgoblin, you can have the down syndrome Wolverine with detachable claws. Down syndrome Wolverine's already on our shelf. Oh. <laughs> Frank gets down syndrome Wolverine. Yeah, again, um, horrible figures. Wave, <laughs> <laughs> Wave one consisted of four characters, two of which were Spider-Man. Okay, this is bizarre because the Wild and Wooly Wolverine comic on the back of this one, um, he's fighting Kang the Conqueror. Don't ask me why. I don't remember Wolverine <laughs> fighting Kang the Conqueror. Because this was in Secret Wars. Oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. I wonder if Wolverine could take Kang the Conqueror in a one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know, but he's got, he's leaped on his back and he got him in a chokehold. There's no claws out, though. Hmm. This one has the Hobgoblin fighting the black suit Spider-Man. And uh, Spider-Man calls him Gobby, because apparently all the goblins are nicknamed Gobby. Uh these are going to get Yeah. This one has Spider-Man with <coughs> Doc Ock, Kane the Conqueror, and Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom is screaming, my sensors detect Spider-Man. <laughs> As my spider sensors detect Doctor Doom, huh? Yeah, definitely a fruity pebble taste rather than Fruit Loops, but... Not Jim Shooter. What a way with dialogue. Yeah. Hey, guys. I want you to know this is just wave one. Right. There's potentially a wave two of this. Let's not get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say based on the popularity of wave <coughs> one, there was probably not a wave two. Yeah. Well, I believe the uh, main object for buying these was, hey, these are cheap. <laughs> get four of them on eBay. Cheap. Hey, look. Another blind mini. Let's get them. <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some, folks. That's right. And, you know, at least this series had him in the black costume, because that never went anywhere. No, uh-uh. There has never been any follow-up to him wearing the black costume. Nope. Or anybody else wearing it, for that matter. There was a convention-exclusive Spider-Gwen and a convention-exclusive, well, Walgreens-exclusive uh, Deadpool. From this company? Mm-hmm. That is scary. 
Yep, I can't yep. imagine what the Gwen would look like. This hobgoblin looks. Well, this was 2015. 2016 Spider Gwen. You can get her for five bucks off of. Uh, oh wow. eBay. I that, might have to. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of weird. That you know they did this. I don't know if they wanted the you know got the license for it from you know. Secret Wars was quite some time ago. You get Deadpool for three dollars and fifty cents. Wow. <clears throat> I don't even believe he was in Secret Wars. Well, no. Spider Gwen sure as shit wasn't. No. <laughs> no. That's why I looked at the date on the back of the box, you know, when these came out. But yeah, 2015. Hm. Uh, needless to say, they never made a Wave 2. Tragic. Shocking. Wave 2 was going to be Magneto, Captain America, Iron Man, and Daredevil. Huh. They didn't announce what the Wave was going to be. <coughs> In case you're wondering, here were the mock-ups for them. Magneto's not wearing a cape. The cape probably would have cost too much. <laughs> Hobgoblin has a half cape on. And it costs too He much has a cape on? He's eating too. a chicken? What? Yes. He has half a cape on. He must have <laughs> ate the other half. Quick, take the picture. Put it in the picture of Corey's things. <laughs> uh, well, we knew, it, we, we knew it wasn't Frank cooking the chicken. Yeah, that's right, because it's not a black cape. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back with the Askewniverse as Frank flips off Corey. And uh, commercials, we'll be right back. Frank, would you like one? <laughs> not if black licorice is an outstanding flavor on it, no. It I'm... is for some reason. I don't... It's not supposed to be. Welcome back to the MedX Podcast. My name is Peter, and I don't have a mouthful of death. I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm Frank, and I still don't have a Tammy. <laughs> uh, and I'm still Corey, and I have both. <laughs> uh, uh, how does something brewed with mint, vanilla, and lactose taste like licorice? I Leprechaun magic? <laughs> You're pronouncing death wrong. <laughs> oh, it's like... <coughs> hey, speaking of death... Uh, it's like the, drinking pure, pure evil. The uh, Hellfire Gala's victim was Wanda. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Found by her kid. I didn't hear that. Yes, one of them found her dead. So, so Wanda's dead in the comics? Yes. For now. For now. Um, she was... Since she technically wasn't a mutant anymore, <coughs> they're thinking somehow this is... Well, they're all blaming Magneto, even though he had a nice reunion with her and danced with her and everything at the end of the gala. Um, I actually had a full <coughs> conversation about how he never intended to mislead her about being her father, and that no matter who his blood, her blood parents were, he will always be her father. Like, it was a touching conversation. Wow. To his... Polaris really his daughter? I thought that was in question too at one point. I'm like I I'm so far out of that universe at this point, you never no. know. Yeah, I, what they might have changed it to at times. Yeah, the X Men get a little hard to follow if you're not constantly reading them. Yes. <clears throat> I gave up after the second coming of Chris Claremont, so <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, they're thinking that this is a way that they can get 
if Magneto did do it, it was a way to try to get her revived by the island back as a mutant. Mm. Because, you know, since they're not mutants anymore, her and Pietro, so who knows? It's going to be very convoluted because the, the comic is The Trial of Magneto. But Didn't I'm, they already do that? Long time ago, yes, but this is another Trial of Magneto. Hmm. I wonder if Storm, ruler of Mars, is going to preside as judge. It's kind of an odd place for a weather goddess. Yeah, I thought that too. But to live since there's no weather on Mars. Well, there is now. They they terraformed it. Oh, okay. Overnight, the mutants. Sweet. Yeah. So that, that's how that works. Yeah. yeah. So that the other island can be a bridge between that and Mars, or be moved to Mars, or whatever. Because the other island was where prisoners were held at one time and got separated from Krakoa and all sorts of weird mutant stuff. But anyhow, yeah, that was another big comic news. Their big thing on the Wednesday was that Wanda bit the big one. Yeah, it's shameful because the, the what I read the article, their big thing was that they were talking about how the five can't revive her. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do that with Kitty for the longest time either. Right. Because they said her power, they didn't realize her powers were blocking it. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, she was not a mutant, or she was a mutant, but her powers made it look like she wasn't being able to be revived, so. Because hmm. <clears throat> she could phase through it? I guess, some, some, it? yeah, something like that. But, I mean, they eventually figured out a way. and I think it was Emma Frost that killed Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she wasn't going after Cyclops, so. Scarlet Witch, so. Yeah. Just what he needs, another one. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, um, another one that could destroy all of reality. Yes. That's who Scott needs to be messing with. <laughs> yeah. And then instantly dump her the next time Gene walks by. <laughs> Him and Gene are broken up again, I believe. It's hard to keep track of those two. Yeah. Well, they'll bring teenage Gene back. and He's off gallivanting with... The X-Men that are trying to bridge the gap between humanity and... Yeah, but so is she, though. I think she's a member, too. I thought she... Uh, I, wasn't you, she dead again? Like... No, they contained the phoenix. <laughs> the heck was that? The chair. <laughs> they contained the phoenix. Um... Well, Echo is now the phoenix. Yeah. Because they threw... Uh, they, like... Supernova to Sun, and that caused Gene to push out the Phoenix, and then oh, they had more, more flashbacks. It. Yeah, they had to capture it in somebody's body, and <sighs> yeah. everybody's comics there first. The, yeah. the, the trauma of Gene eating another Sun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like Pringles; you can't eat just one. Right? Oh no, she didn't eat it. They put her in it, and then made it go Supernova. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did any Asparagus people get killed? (laughs) Thank you, Jim Shooter. Yeah, just just everybody in that solar system. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. What an unusual universe the Marvel X-Men universe is. Can we find a simpler one to talk about? We do. We have one. Although simple might be oversimplifying it. Uh, Today we're talking about the Askewniverse. Kevin Smith's movie universe uh, 
<laughs> featuring Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, this movie universe started with uh, Kevin Smith writing, directing, and producing uh, the show, uh, the movie Clerks. And acting in. And acting in, yes, he appeared in it. Shot all in black and white, uh, done with a budget of $25,000, maxing out both credit cards he had at the time. But uh, a movie that is now considered a cult classic. I haven't seen it. Surprise. Well, you can watch uh, Clerks. You can watch Clerks X. You can watch Clerks Redux. All the same movie. Huh. Okay. And I believe there is a Criterion edition. Uh, wow. Oh, Clerks I, X was the 10th anniversary one. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait for Ted Turner to colorize it. Oh, yeah. He'll destroy the original. Yes. <laughs> I still don't think the originals are destroyed. But you anyhow. couldn't colorize the first one, though, because the colorization plays a part in the second one. Well, um, the second movie, Mallrats, actually takes place before Clerks. Three days before, actually. In Mallrats, we're reintroduced to Jay and Silent Bob as they try to take down... Mall security. Uh, we get to see some of the backstory of the events that happened in Clerks. Uh, Julia being dead is the funeral that Randall, the uh, video store clerk, wants to go to, even though he hates people, but he loves a gathering. <laughs> so we learn how uh, she dies. Uh, Ethan Supley is brought in as the uh, character who was played by Scott Mosier in Clerks. So in three days, this character apparently lost about 150 pounds. Ethan was uh, a big guy at the time. This was before... No clue. Earl? My name is Earl? My name is My Earl. Name is That's, Earl. That show's been done for 15 years. Yeah. But uh, he, Ethan Supley was on that with Jason Lee. Jason Lee also being a major part of the Universe. Uh, we it, it are introduced to him in the third movie, Chasing Amy, as Binky, uh, Ben Affleck's buddy. Uh, ben Affleck will appear a couple times in the Universe as different characters. Uh, in Mallrats, he is the proprietor of the fashionable male. And... Likes to have sex with girls in a very uncomfortable place. Not the backseat of a Volkswagen. <laughs> Frank is stunned. Oh no, I'm just <laughs> waiting for the next line. No, that's that's part of his thing. Right, right. right. <clears throat> because he, they keep calling him a pedo. Right, because the uh, one of the uh, side characters, this girl is 15 years old, but she's doing a sex study. And he, oh. he is one of her subjects. Gotcha. Uh, so we have Chasing Amy, where we're introduced to uh, two comic book writers, uh, Ben Affleck and Jason Lee. And uh, we see uh, how Ben Affleck holds this thing for an old girlfriend of his, who is now gay, by the way. Worst storyline in a movie by the way. Yeah. Ruins the whole movie. Hmm. Sorry. 
but you get great lines like locked in like a pair of Chinese finger cuffs. So after this, we get Dogma. I have seen that. Jay and Silent Bob return. Ben Affleck returns along with his good friend Matt Damon. They are angels. They and they are out to prove God wrong. God's word is infallible. God told them they would never return to heaven, but the Catholic Church made this decree that said anybody who comes to this church's grand opening, the cardinal being played by George Carlin, wouldn't gain immediate access to heaven. So the angels are going to the church to gain immediate access to heaven, therefore proving God wrong and destroying all of reality. Were these the Jesus bobbleheads? Was this these from this were movie? the Jesus bobbleheads. Okay. This is Buddy Christ. Buddy Christ, that's right. <clears throat> George Carlin in the later I think it was Jane Silent Bob Strike Back gives a truck driver a blowjob. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because they those are the he obeys the book. Yeah. <laughs> the rules of the road. You get you pick up a hitchhiker, they give you a blowjob. Ask grass or cash. Yeah. Nobody rides for free. <clears throat> but also Alan Rickman plays in this one and he is metronome the voice of God Metatron Metatron there you go <laughs> metronome, metronome would be the thing yeah. that ticks yeah. yeah keeps God in rhythm tick yeah tick, yeah tick, tick. but God is played by Alanis Alanis Morissette right yeah. um, still God in my book even though she's Funny. one on the list of screaming lesbians Funny you should mention Alan Rickman. That's foreshadowing for next week. Go on. <laughs> we'll come back to Alan Rickman next week. Uh, in Maybe. between this, we get the uh, Clerks animated series uh, that can be collected on DVD right now, Blu-ray. And it's uh, Jane, Silent Bob, Dante, and Randall animated adventures in... Uh, what was the name of that town? In New Jersey? Yes. It's not Red Bank, though. It's campy. It's still oh, written. But yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> still written by Kevin Smith. Um, and it's only six episodes. So then, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Uh, this is Jay and Silent Bob going on uh, an adventure to uh, uh, the place in Michigan or Minnesota where all the John Hughes films take place. Because Jay realized there are no drug dealers in any John Hughes films. <laughs> Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club. So he's going to fill the void, so, so to speak? Yeah, so uh. they're going to fill the void. They apparently are unaware that the town does not exist. I thought Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was when they were trying to prevent uh, the, G the Blunt Man and Chronic movie. From being filmed well this is how they begin yeah they get back and then they're served <clears throat> cease and desist because here they've gone out as jay and silent bob and they're not supposed to be using the name because of uh Copyright. ben affleck and jason, jason lee's characters doing the blunt man and chronic so we're like book. going through the fourth wall with a sledgehammer right 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 so jay and silent bob inspired Ben Affleck and Jason Lee back in Mallrats, wasn't it? Right. 
to do a Blunt Man and Chronic comic book. But by the time Jay and Silent Bob strike back, they're turning that into a movie. And Jay and Silent Bob are now property. Right. <laughs> and okay. they're played by uh, the kid from Dawson's Creek and the kid from American Pie. I can't remember either of their names. Yeah, no. All I get is <clears throat> Pie Fucker. Adam Schwartz, I think, is the kid from American Pie. And then something Beekman. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. <laughs> so, now, now without a place to sell weed, the two embark on a mission to Hollywood to get royalties from Blunt Man and Chronic. So, and it's all a lot of callbacks. Uh, you also see Ben Affleck in two of his roles from the Askew universe. You see the uh, proprietor of the fashionable male, and you see his uh, comic book writer persona. Uh, both characters played by Ben Affleck. Played by Ben Affleck. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. So then, <coughs> Clerks 2. The quick stop had burnt down. Uh, so Dante and Randall right Dante and Randall are out of a job because Randall burnt the place down by leaving a coffee pot on so they are now working at Movies, the fictional fast food chain of the ISK universe uh, Movies was a callback to a dogma as their mascot is a golden calf so Ben Affleck and Mad Damon go to their headquarters. Yeah. (laughs) Go to their headquarters and uh, confront them about worshipping the golden calf. Uh, This is the fast food chain. They're working there now, along with uh, Rosario Dawson. Uh, Dante is getting married to a character played by Kevin Smith's wife, uh, Jen Schwalbach. Randall doesn't like it. Is that the character's name or his wife's name? That's her. That's her name, Jen Schwalbach. The wife. Yeah. Okay. Not the character. Okay. Right. The character's name was Lizzie. Something. I think it was Lizzie. But she's uh, from a wealthy family, and uh, Randall (laughs) knows Dante's just doing it because he doesn't feel like he's got anything better going on. He feels like this is his ticket out. Yeah, because once they get married, he's going to leave. He's actually working out his two weeks' notice at the time of the, right. the uh, movie takes place. Randall, of course, doesn't want him to leave because, like Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Randall and Dante are hetero life mates. Throwing a bachelor party for Dante at the movies, they hire a show from Tijuana, Mexico. It's a donkey show. Something they've always wanted to see since they saw that scene in Bachelor Party with Tom <coughs> Hanks and Adrian Zemeckis. Another great movie. So they hire a donkey. Oh, you got to. This is this is classic 80s uh, debauchery film. Uh, Tom Hanks chasing a girl around with egg beaters. <laughs> but they throw a huge party... In a hotel, and there's a donkey show. So Randall, knowing that he and Dante always wanted to see a donkey show after seeing that film, hires a donkey show. Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud. 
Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud arrive. Guy's getting the donkey out of the horse trailer. And uh, Randall asks, so where's Kelly? And the guy replies, I'm Kelly. Kelly can be a boy's name, too. <laughs> so, so they have the donkey show with the guy performing fellatio on a donkey. And they set up a fog machine. Right. <laughs> uh, with the red lights. And uh, burn down the movies. <laughs> Much well, like in the... Uh, it wasn't actually on fire. It just looked like it was on fire. Right. And the police and fire department respond. And when uh, they respond, there's a guy blowing a donkey. <laughs> and so the guy gets arrested. arrested. They're all arrested. They're uh, in the jail waiting. And uh, Jay and Silent Bob just happened to be in jail at the time, too. Well, they were in the watching the donkey show. <laughs> no, they weren't there. They weren't at the donkey show. You sure? Were they? They were at the donkey show. Oh. I'm almost positive. <laughs> so uh they find out that Jay and Silent Bob the kid was at the donkey oh, show yeah. and he pulled his pants down and he smacked it off to the donkey show and saying crying. I'm sorry Jesus and crying yeah he uh he has not had sex with his girlfriend because of pillow pants <laughs> pillow pants is the troll that the father placed in the girl's vagina so that she cannot have sex until she's married. <laughs> Randall asks him, well, has she ever gave you a blowjob? And he says, well, what about Listerfiend? <laughs> Listerfiend apparently also being a troll. Okay. Clerks 2 is by far my favorite one. It's the right. one I've seen the most. I love Clerks 2. It's hilarious. This is the one I have a <coughs> movie poster for. Uh, one of the official, like, the light box movie posters printed mm. on both sides. I have it signed by Rosario Dawson with a line from the movie. In the heat of the moment, it's okay. As Randall is talking about ass to mouth... And how 17-year-olds love ass to mouth. <laughs> <clears throat> Randall insists you never go after ass to mouth. Uh, Rosario says, in the heat of the moment, it's okay. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> da uh, no, Dante says you can never go ass to mouth. Right, Dante says okay. it. You yeah. never go ass to mouth. <clears throat> you never go ass to mouth! Don't tell Randall I ever said this, but in the heat of the moment, it's okay. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Randall also tries to uh, take back the term porch monkey. <laughs> so he has in masking tape on the back of his movie's jersey, porch monkey for life. Because he is insisting that his grandmother was not racist. Even though she said things like porch monkey and heeny curse. <laughs> so he's uh and what a broken to... beer bottle is yeah which i'm not gonna repeat so as he's uh waiting on some customers he calls some kids little porch monkeys and uh wanda sykes and i forget the actor's name over uh, earthquake. here oh yeah earthquake earthquake overhear him say this and uh 
rightfully, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rightfully flip out. Hilarity. Like, no, 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 I'm taking it back. Hilarity I'm, ensues. Yeah. <laughs> it, to call Clerks a logical movie doesn't make sense. There right. are certain overall plot points, but ever like the movie can be broken down into skits. Yeah, like the Lord of the Rings versus the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, there there's only one return, and it's of the Jedi, not the King. Uh, Randall goes off so hard on uh, Lord of the Lord, Rings. Lord of the Rings that he makes a guy puke. He says it's three movies of walking. This is where we obviously got the line. The movie should have ended at its logical closure point. Right. And not the eight or nine uh, epilogues afterward. And what, With sir? Samwise giving uh, <laughs> Frodo the, the look. <laughs> when Samwise goes up to Frodo's window and gives him that all too queer stare, <laughs> I bet it's just three hours of two gay hobbits pounding it until Samwise eventually drops the steamer on Frodo's <laughs> chest. And then... <laughs> Uh, the guy pukes. And then the guy pukes. And then Randall's so proud of himself, he runs into the office. Guys, I made Lord of the Rings so hard, I made Lord of the Rings nerds puke. <laughs> he was so, so happy in that arrested, moment. They're in jail. Uh, it's revealed that Jay and Bob actually have a lot of money for the royalties of Blunt Man and Chronic. And uh, offered to go in as silent partners with uh, Dante and Randall to buy and uh, restore the quick stop. And movie. And the movie shop, right. And that's, well, do we count Zach so, and Miri? Zach and Miri, um, side shoot, is in the Ask universe. But because does of not, Monroe Zombie's attachment. Right, right. But does not, uh, not include <clears throat> Jay and Silent Bob, though Jason Muse is in the movie. So is Kevin Smith. He's a he's the father in that family when they drive by and look in the window. Kevin Smith, Jen Schwalbach, and then their their then young daughter Harley Quinn runs to the window and looks out. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Zach and Miri make a porno. Another great film. See, <clears throat> did you know that Make a Porno was dropped from that movie's title? It's now officially called just Zach and Miri. Oh. Then I have a collector's item. So do I. <laughs> I don't. I didn't see it. Uh, it came out on Halloween of, uh, I forget what year, but I was still in Houston. So I went to the costume. I was still working for Walmart in Connecticut. Yeah. So it's like 05 or something. So, yeah, Alamo Draft House had a big uh, opening for a costume party. So that's when I got my uh, movies uniform. Uh, also, uh, Jersey Girl. Not in universe. No. Neither is Red State. No. <clears throat> Red State, though, great movie. Neither is, um... Cop Out. Uh, Walrus. I didn't see Walrus. Walrus and, um... That's the Walter movie, right? It's the one... Walter Flanagan? No, Walt Flanagan wrote Vulgar. Uh, Vulgar is the clown... Uh, mascot for the Ask Universe, but uh, this is played by uh, um, what is uh, 
Chris O'Halloran, the guy who plays Dante, plays Vulgar, Vulgar the Clown. He's doing uh, a kid's clown parties, right? And decides that he'd rather do adult clown parties. So he invents Vulgar the Clown. Uh. And it's, you know, vulgar jokes. But he's then hired by three rednecks, one of them being uh, Ethan Supley, who are going to kidnap and rape him. <clears throat> so the, the father of the three has... Uh, Dante, for lack of a better name, vulgar, tied up, and he says, Turn around, boy. I'm going to make hate to you. One of the favorite lines of that movie. But uh, Speaking of which, Ned Beatty also passed away this week. Hmm. I don't even know. Where are you is. going, city boy? Uh, he got his start in Deliverance. Oh. Played uh, I'm gonna be... in Superman. Well, what's his name? <clears throat> uh, Otis, Lex Luthor's sidekick. But that's just, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig. Yeah, yeah. I always get uh, Ned Beatty <laughs> mixed up with Warren Beatty for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, one of them was Otis. One yeah. of them was Dick Tracy. There you go. Uh, and I really hope he didn't have the phone on when I said I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you sure got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig. Wait, wait, wait. Very disturbing movie. Not in the ISK universe. No. But the similar situation reminded me of yeah. of that little tidbit of, of news. And then there was uh, uh, the one that they're hunting Bigfoots. Um, it's not just called hunting Bigfoot? That no. seems like a logical yeah, thing yeah, for that him. that would be, but... Um, chasing Amy, chasing no, Bigfoot. No, drawing flies. Drawing flies. Um, this is another uh, Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, under the Universe umbrella, but uh, it's not related to Jay and Silent Bob. Again, uh, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith do make cameos mm-hmm. in the movie, <coughs> but not part of the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Universe. <clears throat> um, and then the guy who played Randall did his own movie. Now you know, right? Which uh, is great. Yeah, and that one uh, had the kid from Clerks too, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Mewes. Yeah, Jason Mewes was in it. Yeah, and Kevin Smith played um something number two. He, he a name was used twice in the movie. And he was... The second one. The second one, yeah. Yeah, another great movie. Um, I really like that Is Timothy Oliphant in that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... A realtor. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant you might recognize as the guy who is wearing Boba Fett's armor. (laughs) And then the uh, latest one, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Jay and Silent Bob are now older now. Um... Jay finds out that Justice from uh, from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, one of the female uh, diamond thieves, the one that he hooked up with, uh, had a kid. So he goes out to meet her, finds out that Justice is now in a uh, lesbian relationship with Rosario Dawson. 
And uh, he has a daughter who is played by Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin's daughter. Um, mm. They go on a cross-country trip. He's one of the Cantana band. Cantina band. Mm. So they go on a cross-country trip to see Chronicon, the uh, Blunt Man and Chronic comic book convention with his daughter and there he the whole time he's pretending that he's not her father because she doesn't know um but she has the same uh, weed tendencies that jay does so and it's actually becomes a really a heartwarming movie funny as all get out hmm. and nobody mentions jersey girl doesn't Will Ferrell make a reappearance on that one too? I haven't seen that one yet. Um, the Dawson's Creek kid does, as does the Pie Fucker, um, because they played Blunt Man and Chronic in the movie. Right. Um, ben Affleck's in it. Um, he and Joey Lauren Adams, who was the uh, the Amy of Chasing Amy, although her character's name wasn't Amy. That was just a something that Bob had told him a story about. Uh, they have a child together, although she is still lesbian and in a lesbian relationship. They have a little girl together. But, you know, heartwarming. And a lot of his movies have that to them. Uh, I know Jersey Girl isn't mentioned a lot by any Kevin Smith fan, and he even bags on the movie himself. But uh, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's not a sad. bad movie. It's yeah. not funny at all. Uh, it got a lot of flack because it cast Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck together right after their movie Gigli bombed. Mm. And here they were together, but J Lo's in the movie for about five minutes before she's killed. Before she's dead, yeah. But yeah, it still it becomes. Uh, you know, a single dad trying to raise a kid and enter the dating scene with Liv Tyler. She plays a uh, movie store clerk. Expected for a pre-order tomorrow, Pop Jumbo Marvel Galactus with Silver Surfer with Chase Blacklight. I was not trying to interrupt you. But... Oh, no. But, uh, you know, this has been... i followed Kevin Smith's movies forever now. Uh, even his comic books. Uh, the Widening Gyre. The Batman series was written by Kevin Smith and uh, Did Walt it ever Flanagan. finish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it did. No, wait. I had one, two, four, five, and six of six. Oh, okay. So it did finish, but I never was able to find... Well, maybe it was two. Two or three I was never hmm. able to find. I could probably get it as a collection now, but... What was it? Uh, he had The Widening Gyre. They introduced the villain Baphomet. Wasn't that the one that there was like years and years and years between? Mm -hmm. Well, that and that also happened with his uh, Spider-Man series, Spider-Man and Black Cat, the evil that men do. He wrote a few and then there was a <coughs> large gap before the series was finally finished. Uh, this was collected again and that I had the hardback edition of I I carried that hardback to a I guess a, a live performance of the Smodcast and Tell 'em Steve Dave. Tell 'em Steve Dave being a line from 
Mole Rats, uh, Walt Flanagan, and uh, Brian Johnson. But also uh, Brian Quinn, who is known as Q on uh, Impractical Jokers, was part of that. So I went to see them do a performance of their podcast and carried this book with me. Uh, funny, of course. I mean, I listened to the podcast, followed it. And uh, after the show, uh, some of the guys were standing around talking. And I went up to Q and I was like, hey, guy can you do me a favor? Can you help me out here? And he's like, I hope so. So I told him, I have this comic book from Kevin Smith. I was wondering if I could find him, get him to sign it. He's like, well, I don't know. Let's go talk to the guys. So we go up to the lobby where uh, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan have set up a small Jay and Silent Bob secret stash. And they got little things for sale up there. Um, we talked to them, and they say, well, no, uh, Kevin already got on the bus, and Brian says, well, if you leave this with me, leave your name, address, phone number, email, whatever, I'll make sure Kevin gets it, and we'll have a way to send it back to you. I was like, oh, man, that's really great. And that was the last I ever saw that comic book. Mm. So Kevin Smith stole my comic book. <clears throat> so the widening guy are all six... You can get them as a lot for $30 in near mint condition. That ain't bad. Uh, one, two, three, five, and six are $15, and number four is about $15. Hmm. So number four is the rare one. It was limited press and only did one uh, print. So that's probably the one you're that missing. That might be the one I'm missing. But, you know, a great story. Uh, Kevin Smith also did a run on um, Green Hornet. The new series, uh, Kato's a girl, but she's got ninja skills, of course. And he did the Green Arrow hardcover that we have. Yep. Right. Um, there also was, and I believe still is, uh, Jay and Silent Bob comics. What else has he written? He's done Batman, that, Spider-Man. That Green Arrow that we have is about $75. Wow. We got a good deal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, his books, um, Silent Bob Speaks, his uh, shows Evening with Kevin Smith, that I actually went and saw at a uh, Hard Rock in Houston. The guy is actually really intelligent. I mean, there's a lot of fart jokes in his movies. It's all, you know, dick and poop humor. But, um... It's all done in an intelligent way. It's always, there's a, it's a take on that humor. So his writing always, you know, <coughs> has that same flavor to it. It's always, you know, funny but intelligent. Uh, some of these guys I've got to meet, uh, never Kevin Smith, but Jason Hughes, Brian Johnson, uh, not Walt because he didn't travel to the Comic-Cons. Uh, but um, Ming you, Chen. Why don't you just go to the Secret Stash one? Day? Brian Zapsic. That I could do. It's uh, they moved down the street now in Red Bank. We could just road trip there. Yeah. I've but uh, Red Bank, there. New Jersey. And Walt should be there. <laughs> he owns the place. Yeah. But thank you, Corey, for sharing and basically taking over this episode, so Frank and I could have a nap. <laughs> 
Uh, this is one of our this is one of our geek um, genres. Uh, people don't have to be a geek about comic books or science or math. You can be a geek about movies. You can be a geek about a certain director. Yeah, movies, food, we've yeah. got it all. But a uh, link to our Discord is in the description below, as always. So join our Discord. Um, it's been mostly pop stuff, but it, there's been a lot of memes put on there lately. A lot of memes. <laughs> so uh, that keeps things interesting. We steal without flagrant disregard for anybody's original content. Right. Welcome to the internet. Yeah, screw your copyright. That's... You put it on the web, it's ours now. <laughs> uh, find us on Facebook. We're under Theseus Media. You'll find links to all of our podcasts, uh, articles of interest, um, Frank's Time Deviant clones, variants. Sure. And one... He's Lady Frank. Okay. <laughs> Is Lady Frank still bald? Probably. <laughs> it's just not her head. <laughs> or her back. <laughs> oh, God. First images. <laughs> Frank speechless. I'm just trying to figure a way to segue into my portion of this ending, but I just really can't. So uh, probably next week we're gonna take a little more somber note, sort of, and we're just gonna delve into our favorite artists, musicians, actors, what have you. Who are no longer with us. Oh, is that why we're talking about Alan Rickman? Yes. We're always all happy and excited. Oh, no, yes. he's dead. Yep. <laughs> so. I mean, we say we're going to be somber, but. <laughs> it's a celebration of their life and entertainment. Yes. There's going to be a lot of, he got better. <laughs> no, he didn't. So do join us, won't you? Till next week, have a great weekend. Bye. I still don't have a sign off. <laughs>